Ion 2020, episode 134. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, the host of Ion 2020, the source that you come to Monday through Friday for the news, the related events, those things that are going on in the 2020 election. I appreciate you coming out and joining me today. The last couple episodes I have got to apologize for, I really do. It really showed how just how much of an amateur I really am when it comes to the podcasting world. So please forgive me, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, being lenient with your criticism, I guess you can say. And the reason why is because the last couple episodes, I decided to start doing a little bit more heavily editing, trying to get my ums and the ahs out of there and stuff. And the reason why I did that is because I just listening back, I don't want to sound like a complete idiot, to be honest with you. And sometimes I felt like I did when I was stuttering, stuttering over words and so forth. And Originally, when I started doing this show, what I was focused on was just having the real me come out, the real personality, just talking about how I feel about the political election, how I feel about the politicians, their issues, all of the BS that they talk about, all of the pandering that they do, and so forth. And what I decided to do over the last couple of weeks is I started to do a little bit more editing here and there, but on the last several episodes, I did more heavily editing as well. And for some reason, I don't know what happened, but a lot of those episodes came out really screwy where somehow the editing, if I edited one spot, it got pushed ahead a couple of minutes and a spot from that a couple of minutes before that got pushed back to the beginning. And it just made no sense a lot of times when I was doing some of these recordings. And I tried to fix them to the best of my ability over the last day or so. To be honest with you guys, on Wednesday I recorded you know, Thursday and Friday's episodes, and it got a little bit screwy, and I didn't get to listen to those episodes again on the Apple iTunes app, and that's where it started to happen, was the Apple iTunes app, as well as the Stitcher app, and a few of the other apps as well, like, I think even the Selling Liberty episode only came up as one and a half minutes on some of the podcatchers, which was really weird, and I couldn't figure out why that happened, but I think I have all the issues fixed now on that. But there was a couple episodes where part of the beginning of the show would be at the end of it, and the end of the show would be the beginning, and it just got really screwy, and I I don't know what happened. Maybe it's the app that I use to do my recordings and do the editing that I'm doing, so I'm going to try to figure that out. But for now, you just have to bear with all the ums and the ahs, and I'm not going to be doing all the heavily editing that I had been trying to do because somehow... I have not had that problem until I started doing that. So, for now on, you're getting the real me, unabridged, uncut, just the raw Ray Eaton, I guess is what you'll say. And that's fine. Uh, I've been doing that for, you know, since January. I've been pretty much doing that, so seven months now. And 
I seem like we have a good audience growing now. I think that maybe you guys like what you hear when I'm putting together these shows. Hopefully you do. <clears throat> and what you're going to be getting now, you know, is, is a little bit less editing. Just, I'm going to figure out the issue. I'm pr- going to have to become a little bit more thorough in the way that I'm editing and the listening back and so forth. Uh, what I had been doing was working for me, it seemed like, but if I'm putting out material that's not quality, that really pisses me off. It frustrates me because my goal is always to put together a pro- quality product for you guys. And my product that I'm selling right now is me and the news that I'm able to share with you guys and the point of view that I have, the opinion that I have, and so forth. So uh, thanks for bearing with me, though. Now, listen, if you like what you heard before those episodes, before the Independence Day episode and the Selling Liberty episode and the previous episode to this one as well, if you like what you hear even on those episodes, I guess, go ahead and subscribe to the show. And then I have multiple episodes before this that you can listen to, over 130 episodes you can listen to before this one. And I think hopefully you like what you hear. So go back and listen to those as well if you, you, know, if you, if you really like what you hear today. But mostly subscribe to the show, and then if you really like what you're hearing, give me that five-star rating and review. That would be very beneficial to me to get this message out there, which is a message of liberty, a libertarian message of a non-aggression, of peace among men and women. Let's be politically correct here. And also a message that says that the government is not the sole thing that you need in your life in order to make your life better. If you can depend upon yourself and your family and even your community, that's the best way to live. And let's get back to that type of lifestyle in this world. That's a libertarian message, I believe. But the main point of that is non-aggression, dealing with people in a non-aggressive way, that we are not going to ask our neighbor or anyone around us to rob the person across the street. Neither would we ask the government to rob that person across the street because I think that what I, you know, that my views are better than theirs and that they should do what I say that they should do. Uh, what we're going to do in the libertarian world is we're going to use the persuasion that we have in order to get people to move forward the way that we feel like they should move forward, right? If we could persuade them, then that's not force. That's not a, using force to get that, get your way. The best way to persuade someone in the business world is to give them a product that they love and that they want and that they're willing to pay for. But we can also persuade people with our words and get them to change their views in some ways as well. And that's what we do within the libertarian movement. We're not going to use the government force to get our way. So uh, keep on listening, though. If you would like to, you can follow me on iontheempire.com. Go to that website and uh, you can find all the news and the related events that go on with not only the elections, but also across the world with the empire that we live in. And if you'd like to, I uh, I on the Empire is also on Facebook, Twitter, and Minds. And then you can email me, Ray, at IonTheEmpire.com as well. So today, today I'd just like to tell you guys about a commercial I came across with Bernie Sanders. I guess it was whoever one of his campaign managers are, they put together the funniest campaign video that I've ever seen, and it was completely serious. But if you listen to it, you're like, what is this, some kind of late-night commercial? Is this some late-night thing going on where they're trying to persuade you to buy their product, and like, there's these people that shows these pictures of these ladies who are like, do you have debt? 
do you want to get rid of your debt? And they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like it shows them nodding and, you know, saying no with their head and then they're nodding yes with a smile. And you just have to watch it and I'll link to it on my show notes page as well. But it's just the funniest thing. But I'm going to go ahead and play it for you guys now. And, uh, and then I'll do a little bit of commentary on that afterwards. Bernie Sanders just changed the game again. This time with a new student debt cancellation plan that cancels all student debt. That's right. You heard me. All of it. If you refinance your debt, it's canceled. If your parents took out loans on your behalf, they're canceled. Are you yourself a parent with loans? Canceled. Are you on a low-income repayment plan? Your debt is canceled. A loan forgiveness plan? Canceled. Go to private college? Your debt is canceled. Public college? You too. It's canceled. Do you have grad school debt? That debt is canceled. Trade school debt? Canceled. Consolidated loans? Canceled. Canceled, canceled, canceled. All student debt now, after, lifts, list, after listening to that, you have got to be laughing just as hard as I am, right? Because it is just funny. Canceled, canceled, canceled. All debts are canceled. And it's just like, to me, can you believe that they would put together a stupid advertisement like that? Now, that goes on. That's not just the 40 seconds that I did the cut of. That's the beginning of it, right? But it goes on for another four and a half minutes, maybe even more than that, about why they should cancel all the debt and that it's comparable to like social security and medicare because those are things that are protected by the government because people will not fight against those those particular things that the government provides because they're so popular and there's everyone's so happy with those particular things like you got medicare you got social security those are things that are just never going to go away because people love them right and they're saying that's why we should make it or make it free for everybody. All debts canceled, everything, because it's going to be so popular that no one's going to want to part with that particular thing. All college is free, whether it's private college, whether it's public college, whether it's the student loans that your parents have that they took out for you, and all that. I mean, it's all free, free, free. It's all free, and it's almost laughable the way that they presented that first forty seconds of that commercial. It was like an infomercial, late night infomercial, commercial, and it just blows my mind that they would do that. But you know what? I guess that just shows the type of people that they are trying to woo over to their point of view. Now, Bernie Sanders is all about one-upping everybody, right? He is just he's going to become the person that goes furthest to the left every single time, and he's going to have the most extreme views that we're going to give everything for free. But there's nothing for free in this world, guys. Absolutely nothing is free in this world. When they do those debt forgiveness programs and all that, that is not free. That is coming, that is socializing the cost of all university education. And it does not matter if you've been to college or you have not been to college, you're still going to be paying for that through your taxes. Extra taxes every single time. It's not like college professors are working for free. It's not like the electric bill at the college is free. They have their bills that they have to pay too. So there's a cost of doing business for that university. There's a cost that they incur and they're going to continue to charge prices. They have to charge a tuition because there's a cost that they have to incur. It's a business. It's nothing more than a business and that's all it is. And what they do is they increase tuition based upon the demand for that their particular product a lot of times and demand keeps going up because of the college the fact that student debt is so easy to get into 
I mean, are they willing to give loan forgiveness to the kid that went to college for six months, partied his butt off, racked up $25,000 in debt for his living expenses, and then he dropped out? Do we have no personal responsibility in this world? It's just crazy to me that this is the way that they are presenting raising your taxes and making you pay for stuff. That is just a free, free, free. Everything's free. Forgived. Everything's forgiven. Yeah, right. It's not. That's not the case. And that's just, it just shows how stupid people are that they do not think about the, the way that this is presented. That they would even, that anyone would share that, that anyone would put a heart on their Twitter account or like this or share that with their friends on Facebook, that anyone would do that just shows how, just shows how dumb the followers of this guy are, to be honest with you. It just blows my mind that they would do that. So anyway, guys, let me get off my high horse here on that particular issue. I just think that it was just just the funniest thing when I watched that video, man. And uh, I don't know how low IQ do you have to be to just think that everything's going to be free just because the government pays for it. Medicare and Medicaid, Social Security, those they are six years from bankruptcy on a lot of those entitlements right now. Six years from bankruptcy. With no politician that's willing to stand up and say that we need to fix those things. No politician whatsoever is even willing to touch that third rail. For the last eight years, they've avoided that conversation completely. Before that, you would hear it every so often. And in the 90s, you would hear it a little bit more. But today, not a single politician on that stage, on that debate stage, would talk about that issue not a single Republican will talk about that issue. Nobody will even mention the fact that Social Security is six months from insolvency. Not that it's going to go away completely, but you're going to have to lower the num- amount of money that you're able to give to the senior citizens, or you're going to have to extend the age that people can retire and so forth. You're six years away from that. And it's a program that is going to go away because it's going to be forced to go away if they don't fix it. But politicians can't, they, they can't get out of their own way. They can't get out of their own way. And all we're doing, if we're going to end up in the Bernie Sanders situation with him doing the debt forgiveness and free college, is going to end up in the same situation where every politician is going to stick their head in the sand and ignore the problems as they come up because they're scared to touch that third rail of free college education as well. Just like they have a hard time talking about fixing educa- the elementary and you know, public school education in America because it's a political issue. When it becomes a political issue, sides are taken. Democrats versus Republicans and nothing gets done. So anyway, guys, that's what I have for you today. I also wanted to talk to you guys about Donald Trump. Real briefly, though, Donald Trump is having a good month this month. He's doing things with North Korea that people are liking, right? They love it. They're 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 enjoying the fact that he met with Kim Jong Un essentially. He's kind of pulling back away from the rhetoric with North or with uh, Iran, with North Korea. You don't hear a lot of the war with Venezuela anymore. A lot of that stuff is good for him, right? You have every Democrat that raised their hand and said that you should decriminalize border crossing and that you should give free medicine to all illegal immigrants as well. 
And those are things that are very unpopular with the American people. So he is having a good month right now, and it's showing in his numbers. His approval rating is at 50% right now on Rasmussen, 48% disapprove. So that being said, you are also seeing that his approval rating going up on other polls as well. Usually Rasmussen puts Trump a little bit higher than the rest, but some of them are putting him at 45%, 46% as well with their approval rating, which is the highest of his term. So this is good for him. He's going to start getting to the point now where he's able to compete with the Republic or with the Democrats that are going to be going against him. You always see it with, uh, Joe Biden is clearly the front runner on the Democratic ticket. And I said it yesterday, he's beating Trump by 10, 10 points, but all the other ones are kind of tied with him or within the margin of error. So, or way below him as well. So in that case, I think that you're going to be able to make a good pitch or he's going to be able to make a good pitch to the American people that says, look at me, I am a peacemaker and so forth. Uh, so it is a race now at that point of, you know, three or four months ago, you'd think that the world was falling apart for Donald Trump, but it does seem like he's starting to get some inroads and get people to trust him again and so forth. Um, maybe that'll continue to happen. And also this is a elections is going to be based upon the economy as well. People are going to vote with their pocketbooks. They're going to vote because the economy is doing good and they feel confident in the economy. So as long as things stay in that direction, they're going to vote for Donald Trump. Those little sidebar issues like immigration, things like that, things that people might not like him on, those are going to be secondary to, to the economy, I guarantee it. And he's going to be able to run on a very strong economy. He's going to be able to stand up on, on a debate stage and say to whoever is running against him, look at the economy, look how good it is, and blah, blah, blah. You know, he's going to be able to do that unless the economy starts to fall apart by about midsummer next year. I guess we got a year to find out, though. And I will be here to bring all of that news to you guys on ION 2020. So keep on coming back every single day and listening, all right? You can do that by subscribing, so go ahead and subscribe now. And then come on back tomorrow and you'll have clear vision for 2020. So way back in 1999, when I became a libertarian, one of my first introductions to libertarianism was with my college professor in economics, and he had had us everyone take the world's smallest political quiz, and that's found at theadvocates.org. And theadvocates.org is actually Advocates for Self-Government, and that's their website. And when I was being introduced to libertarianism, that's pretty much the first place I was able to go, even in 99. That was one of the first internet websites you can go to to really learn a little bit about libertarianism. They basically have just a small amount of information about libertarianism, but it allows you to print out that quiz and then you could give that to your friends or you could send your friends to that website and you could have them take the quiz and they could see where they are on the spectrum of of their political views. And a lot of people do find out when they take that quiz that they do lean libertarian. And that could be a good spot for you to send friends on your own in order to move them towards liberty as well. But it tells a little bit about libertarianism and Libertarian 101, which is a section on that website also. And it's a good introduction to libertarianism. So go ahead and send your friends there. That's my featured website for the day. They are doing really good work and they actually have been doing good work since as long as I can remember being a libertarian. So enjoy that website. All right, guys.